Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No. These are the other stories. <laughs> hey, listeners, if you're a fan of the stories we're putting out every single Monday morning, then you might like to know that we have 20 exclusive episodes over on our Patreon page. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get access to all 20 of those episodes some of which are favourites of ours, and you'll also get early access to the regular episodes, Q&A episodes, and much more. If you'd like to know more, head over to patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Once again, that's patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. In a Flash. Written by John Freeman and Daniel Wilcox. Narrated by Justin Fife. Edward stood paralyzed, staring at his wife in disbelief. You foolish woman! Do you have any idea of what you've done? Edward roared in a mixture of anger and panic. He stared at the cursed camera, the source of all his success and misery, then back to his wife, hardly even aware of the shadow that lurked in the corner of the room, the darkness spreading across the floor gathering weight as he arrived. Ready to retrieve the soul 
the camera had captured. The contract obeyed and obliged right down to the final dotting of the I and the crossing of the T's. And all the while, Edward could do nothing but watch in horror. You had better be as good as I've heard, Mr. Morgan. This is an anniversary gift for my wife. Edward leered at the man standing proudly before him, dressed in formal attire. A navy blue silk waistcoat fitted snugly around his slightly barreled chest, a top hat resting comfortably atop his head, holding a pose that most would consider arrogant. Edward rolled his eyes. I guess that's what you would expect from the aristocracy. The large wooden camera let out a puff of smoke and drowned the wealthy man in a bright flash. It was the latest of its kind, the finest camera London had ever seen, though every customer from every corner of the great city envied Edward and his works of photography. He held the secret of the camera's creation close to his chest. It was, in fact, something that he was not best proud of. And no one would believe him if he told them anyway. Edward stepped away from the contraption. A look of disgust spread across his face, which he quickly tried to hide. He forced an awkward smile. The wealthy gentleman strode across the room, dropped three shillings into Edward's hand, and grumbled something incomprehensible. Your photograph will be ready for collection tomorrow. Have a good evening, sir. Edward saw the client outside, watching until his figure retreated around the far corners of the cobbled street. When he was gone, he sighed and slumped against the wall. Another man he'd sent to the grave, another pocketful of gold for the price of a man's life. He reached into his jacket pocket and pulled out a flask of whiskey, the good stuff, and took a large swig. He closed his eyes, letting the liquor burn, relishing in the moment's peace before the inevitable arrival of him. He could feel him before he opened his eyes, the hairs on the nape of his neck standing to attention as though detecting the approach of a distant thunderstorm. The corner of the room spilled a darkness which grew thicker by the second, spreading, reaching across the room to Edward. It pulled at him, called to him like a whisper, the chilling sound lingering in the air, sending a shiver running down Edward's sweat-peppered spine. Edward, only partly used to the sequence of events by now, squeezed his eyes shut, knowing that somewhere out there, the man he had just photographed was, at this very moment, going through a pain far worse than he could ever imagine. But was that the real reason for the Spectre's visit? No. Edward knew the real reason. It was because he had failed. He had fallen short on the Spectre's quota of souls, and for that, he would be punished. Please! Edward managed to babble. Eyes screwed so tightly shut he could see fireworks bloom inside his eyelids. Please! When the door slammed open, Edward cautiously opened his eyes. The darkness was gone. No sign of its existence whatsoever. He was surprised to find himself lying face down on the bare wood, body racked with shivers. Tear tracks running in parallels down his face. I, I heard voices, his wife Agatha said, in a voice laced with concern. A beautiful woman, with long dark hair and deep blue eyes, she made her way across the room scooping Edward's head into her arms, knocking the flask with her foot. He looked up and saw the tears gather in her eyes. What is happening to you, Eddie? You've made something of this place, of yourself, and you're just going to drink it all away? Please, talk to me. 
Let me help you, my love. A mixture of guilt and shame painted his face. He turned away to the corner of the room, fearful of what he might see, remembering the darkness, wanting nothing more than to tell her, but knowing that he must protect her at all costs from the sins he had committed. Please, leave me be. With nothing more than a sob, Agatha rose from the floor and swept out of the room. All Edward could do was watch her leave. Later that night, Edward stood drunkenly by the bed, watching as Agatha lay there sleeping. She faced away. The shadow of her resting body stretched across the wall as the candlelight flickered, looking like miniature specters reaching out for her form, entwining themselves around hers, cloaking and shrouding his beloved, ready to snatch her soul. Edward swayed, tears silently rolling down his face, before he climbed into bed, fully clothed, preparing himself for another sleepless night. Every close of his eyes reminding him of the darkness lurking around Agatha's sleeping shadow. Unspeakable images of the specter taking his wife, tearing a hole into the unfathomable fabric of his worst nightmares. Every creak of the house an alarm. Every whisper of the wind outside a death note. But still, inevitably, sleep did come, forcing Edward into an uneasy slumber filled with ghosts, dead things, and the repetitive flashing of a camera bulb. The sunlight peeked through the curtains, easing Edward from his slumber. Edward could already hear the mumblings of customers below. He looked to his side, but Agatha was already gone. She was always gone come morning. Downstairs now, and already a couple stood waiting in front of a chintzy painting of a living room filled with rich furnishings. Edward took his place behind the camera and focused the lens on the young, happy couple. He paused, as he always did. They looked like the type of couple to grow old together love one another until death do they part. Little did they realize how soon that would be. Was it worth it? So much death for one life to profit? Edward thought to himself as he clicked the shutter and watched the floor beneath the camera darken as the entity made its way for the undeveloped photograph, ready to become part of the subjects and devour their existence. Edward sighed collected the coin, and waved the couple off. The queue seemed to be never-ending, but this is what Edward desired when he had made the deal with the supernatural. Be careful what you wish for, he muttered to himself. As the day came to an end, Edward moved to close the door, ready to lock up. Before he could get there, a young mother approached with her child. Hold on, fellow, the mother said breathlessly as she placed her son on the ground. We've taken a carriage all the way from Yorkshire, just to get a photograph taken by the famous Edward Morgan. Don't tell us we're too late. A look of terror spread across Edward's face as he looked into the young boy's eyes. A soul with so much time to play with, so much more of the world to learn. He couldn't do it, not to an innocent child. Sorry, we're closed. He half closed the door, but her foot caught it before it shut. Please, sir, it's taken us three days to get to London. All we ask is for one picture. Edward glanced into the corner of the room. Nothing. No sign of the monster in the darkness. A sense of despair swelled within him. He took a breath, his face growing red. And in a panic rage, he yelled at the mother and her son. I said no! Be gone! Now! 
Without another word, he shoved them backwards, slamming the door shut behind him. He drew the curtain, panting heavily, knowing what was to come. The candles on the wall extinguished. The entity grew darker than ever before. The ground trembled. Before Edward could react, he was surrounded. A noise. That awful, bone-chilling sound boomed across the room like thunder. Edward fell to his knees and closed his eyes in sheer fright. This is it, Edward thought to himself. This is the price of refusal. And then he felt it. Something he hadn't experienced before. The darkness cloaked him, forced him to the ground. He felt its weight like a physical presence, as though the manifestation of all the souls he had contributed taking in was now sat on his chest. This was the end for sure. Edward begged to be spared, spluttering and murmuring incomprehensibly until the words found their shape and he moaned. Please, please, I'm, I'm sorry. She had a child. I, I couldn't. The air turned stale and thick. He struggled to breathe. I'll do anything, he choked, tears streaming down his face. Twice, twice more tomorrow, I swear. As swiftly as it had begun, it was over. Satisfied with the offering, the darkness receded. The light began to return. Edward could move again. The whole ordeal had only lasted for a few seconds, but it felt like an eternity. He made for his flask, raised it to his lips, and drank until there was nothing left. Agatha burst into the room. What in God's name are you doing? She said, nothing but concern on her face, until she saw the flask in Edward's hand and her face fell. Turning away business for this? For your filthy habit? I've just about had enough of this, Edward Morgan. You just screamed at that poor woman and her son and forced them out the door. Edward stared into nothingness. No words to say. Will you not speak to me? Will you not even look at me? Edward climbed to his feet. He felt numb inside, soulless even. You've changed, Agatha continued, unable to stop her own words. Ever since your fame grew, you've become cold and miserable, all because of this damn machine. Agatha pounded her fist on the camera shutter. A bright flash of light illuminated the room. The legs gave way and the camera fell to the ground. Edward's face dropped as he realized that Agatha had been standing in front of the camera lens. You foolish woman! Do you have any idea what you've done? Edward roared in a mixture of anger and panic. Already the darkness was stalking them from the corner of the room. Agatha backed away from her husband, not yet comprehending the situation in which she had placed herself. But she soon would. Oh yes, soon. It would all become clear. I can't do this anymore, Edward. I hear you talking to yourself. The constant outbursts. You're not the man I married. You're not... Huh? What? What's going on? Agatha began to bat at her body, as if shooing a gathering of flies. The darkness crawled along the floor, claiming her shoes first, spreading up her body like dark mist, reeking of death. Edward recoiled, unable to believe what was happening. What have I done? Edward blabbered as the darkness spilled now, a dam broken to allow the flow of death filter into the room and swallow his beloved whole. There was no more crying, 
No more sound as every inch of Agatha was clothed and taken. It surrounded Agatha, consumed her. Edward lost sight of his wife in the pitch black that had corrupted the room. He called to her, but the words were useless, and he knew it. She was gone. A moment later, and silence filled the room. Edward watched the darkness retreat. A hollow laugh like the babbling of an oily brook as the specter returned to its hidden realm. Edward prayed to any and all of the gods to save her, but was met with only silence. Edward's heart pounded as his eyes found the camera on the floor. A pitiable thing. Without another moment's thought, he returned the camera to its feet, stood in front of the lens, and pressed the shutter. Watching as the darkness grew, and the souls chuckled. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. In the Flash was written by Daniel Wilcox and John Freeman, narrated by Justin Fife, edited by Carl Hughes, and music by Mayu and Tom Robson. Once again, if you're a fan of these stories that we're putting out every single Monday, then you might like to know that we have 20 exclusive episodes over on our Patreon page. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll get access to all 20 of those episodes, some of which are favourites of ours. And you'll also get early access to regular episodes, Q&A episodes, and much, much more. If you'd like to know more, head over to patreon.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. Once again, that's patreon.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. Until next time. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.